with the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. The Cleveland Browns select. Come on, Tom, say it with me, you pancake-eating motherfucker. Cespedes Garden that we got last night. Well, uh, maybe celebrate the Mets' loss and how they got <laughs> shut out for the third time in four just games. Just smash it! Oh my God, I wonder how much you'd actually get for that on eBay in a couple weeks. That's what I'm. That's what I'm keeping it for. Yeah, uh, with the one we're giving to um, one of my fiance's coworkers, uh, big Mets fan, so he can put it actually in oh, his he garden. Go, he goes for Mets big he time. Go, he goes big for Mets. <laughs> um, and then the other one, it's you know what's going to happen is going to throw in the closet and get broken. You know, I was about to say, because you know, this is our second episode, I was about to say good to see you again, but I was with you for like eight hours last night. and That was a horrible eight hours. I, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was we, bad. we got to meet Mr. Met. Oh, that was uh, great. You got to get a picture with him. Uh, you me. had the pastrami hot dog that I experienced it a few weeks ago. It was phenomenal. It yeah, was well, great. at least you didn't double down and like eat 15 other things like I did and cause yourself to throw up because you ate too much. No, I had the... Um, uh, the po' boy and all that, the fries. That, that, that did look good. Two beers. I mean, okay, it wasn't a Ralph, you know, stadium night where you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, an three, eighty dollar th- three hundreds of pulled pork cheese fries. Yo, those. Yeah, but Yankee Stadium doesn't have anymore. But you, so okay, but there, that a, proves again Yankee Stadium is the inferior stadium. We're not going into that. I'm just going to tell you the pulled you pork agree. cheese fries hack. Get a pulled pork sandwich. Get cheese fries. Ditch the bread. Mix it all together, stuff your face, go to the doctor, type 2 diabetes. <laughs> Boom. I mean, honestly, I was so afraid that I was going to have some type of heart issue after I ate at the game a few weeks ago. I was up on the couch, and I my, everything just felt terrible, and I, I ate more than uh, some certain friends of mine whose Micah's name I won't mention, um, or yours, <laughs> Ralph, I guess, because you're, you're one of the people that can keep up with larger individuals we know. Well, I, you, no offense, guys. I get the patty count, which is when you go to a place, <laughs> such as you know Burger King or McDonald's or well I, I those are the only two I can <laughs> McDonald's Burger King Wendy's also it's great how like need to, I need, you to, need to, to go you need to grill and chill more go to DQ fast food it is phenomenal I do like DQ what's it it's not uh, fast food they call it it's grill and chill is that what they call yeah, it's it? Yeah, say grill and chill. I will never eat there again. All right. I'm not so, doing grill and chill. So now that we're in full motion here, uh, this is episode two of You Watch, I Listen. Um, it's been a week since we posted the first episode. I do want to thank everyone that gave response, that listened. Um, friends of mine that complained that I spoiled the Avengers. Boo-hoo. Don't care. Go see it. It's been over a week. You had plenty of time. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't over a week last week. Yeah, it was a day. <laughs> It was one day. You're getting mad at them in retrospect. Yeah, I'm mad that they're mad. So it's just one vicious cycle. That's like the day after I saw The Godfather, I say Sonny dies at the toll booth. And then 40 years later going like, you can't be mad. It's 40 years later. Yeah, I do think there's a rule with spoilers. I think... I, I broke protocol. You're supposed to wait like a week, I think, is fair. I think with television shows, it's different. I think television, you have 48 hours. And I then don't you care. Can, people that cry about like Game of Thrones spoilers and Walking Dead spoilers, A, watch it when it comes out. B, stay the fuck even, off social media. Does anyone care about The Walking Dead anymore? It's still a highest rated show on TV. I don't keep really? up with it. Yeah, it's rated because they're going down. Don't get me wrong, but 
it's like they went from having a four lap lead on the rest of the pack to having a two lap lead. They're still in first. They still get the most sponsors. Speaking of laps, Justify won me a lot of money last night. You, this asshole last night at the Mets game, <laughs> we're up on the the center field deck um, by the Shea Bridge, and we're getting food, and they have a big screen so you can actually see the game when it's happening. When you're at the concession it, stand, at you the, can watch it. You yeah, know, you don't miss the action. It's big ass screen, and they started playing the Kentucky Derby, and. The I don't who who won justify justify won. my man and this motherfucker Ralph starts screaming yes they I did it yes drawing and, a ton of attention to myself 30, thirty people looking at him and I'm like yeah how much you win he goes nothing I didn't bet and every one got old guy started laughing and the rest of the people just looked at him like he was a fucking asshole it was uncomfortable for everyone involved yes so I'm um, going back we were talking about the the spoilers thing um yes people do still watch The Walking Dead I was I've always been heavily invested until this last season i stopped really following it like week over week and I'll, I'll like wait for four episodes to pile up and then i'll dvr it and i waited till this season finale and it's it's just people still care about it the horror community still cares about it the that horror community it, it, the, the horror community Ugh. yes you know there's a horror community. i know and i hate it and they'll watch anything horror they like bad horror good horror in between they like sci-fi horror which you should never watch a movie on sci-fi uh, sci-fi so, movies are the best <laughs> the the tight that's that great o and a bit when they're talking about the the billy patrice they're talking it's about just the, what's the movie about is it an angry gorilla it's like the movie's called angry gorilla what, what would jurassic park be called on sci-fi dinosaur park dinosaur park <laughs> um so it's it's but, a shark tornado what but, are we gonna call it sharknado oh man sharknado is great though it's I like sharknado. they're very entertaining i saw a riff tracks live of sharknado that was enjoyable um but yeah no people do still care about the walking dead and they still cry about spoilers um i'm i'm hoping they do something different because i don't think they have no reason to change it until they're not in first place anymore i know the ratings are going down but again it doesn't matter are they in this is was just season nine i want to say and the thing is they have so much material to go off of because the comic books are still going or the graphic novels whatever you want to call it (laughs) okay a little aside real quick so my mother she's worked at the library for 10 11 years and they get the reading list each year okay and about summer reading list for students i don't know if everyone is familiar with it outside of new jersey but the oh that's only in new jersey i don't know i i don't know enough i didn't really do summer reading i just you know cliff noted everything but um (laughs) students are required to read two books a summer and then if they read any more they get extra credit or something something like that and there's a list of books you have to read my mom worked at the library and i phoned it in so (laughs) so Um, go on and uh, a few years ago they actually added graphic novels and she came home furious the, the country's getting lazy, Ralph. What are, <laughs> comic books! Just because it's long wow. doesn't make it a novel. I wonder if she passed that gene to freak out about things that are important on to any of her children. <laughs> you know what? That's usually a father trait, but I got it from her, I guess. Well, I would agree. Like Her being mad about that makes more sense than some of the things you get mad about. She's going, what's, uh, what is this, the, 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 uh, the the Walking Dead. What is that? <laughs> it's yeah. It's only like the what most could pun- that be about? <laughs> she doesn't know what it's about. What was the one that was? Oh, uh, I can't remember the name. With all the superheroes, the movie came around. Uh, Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen got her furious. That's a she, great graphic novel. She though. thought it was a real book because it doesn't sound like a be. And when she saw it was a comic book, she was not. <laughs> Did she like check it out. Does she have to check books out as the head librarian, or could she just be like, I don't care if motherfuckers got this reserved. I'm taking I don't it. Think she. Cares. I want to know about library politics. She. Oh, library politics. We'll have her on one day. She'll go for 20 hours. We can do um, a, best a, we can do a simulcast from the West Milford Library. My, my favorite thing Free is... coffee and donuts. She occasionally would be like, hey, you want to hear about uh, you know our neighbor? 
20 cents worth of fines. Like, it's <laughs> gossip. I liked when she wiped out my library fines for me. I had, like, $7. You know what I'm shocked is that you actually took out a book at one point. I used to read a lot. And then I think what happened was some people at, like, age 15 to 16 get smarter. For me, I hit a wall, oh. and I started getting dumber. So I'm devolving. You're more dumberer? I'm dumberer, yes. Dumber. Um. So, okay, so last week we talked about... Uh, a movie and an album, um, oh. and I, w- I would like to start out with your album. Um, this was Bad Astronaut, Arach- uh, acro- Acrophobe. Ac- Arachnophobe. Ac- Arachnophobe. Acrophobe. Acrophobe. Um, so the way I'm going to grade your albums, I'm going to listen to each song a few times over and gauge it on a scale of one to five. Yeah. Then I'm going to average out those scores to figure out what I give the album overall. So this album, for anyone that is into, like you said last week, punk pop, pop punk, whatever you want to call it, um, it, it was a fun listen. It's only about 31 minutes long, I think. And that's with the skit, I think. Yeah, too. and that, that includes the last four minutes of the last track, which is, it's really funny. It's just a, vo- a bunch of voicemails of one of their friends, just like hammered, talking shit, <laughs> and it gets progressively more nasty. Aggressive. Uh, yeah, it gets more aggressive and nasty towards his friends, which is maybe why I enjoyed it. So overall on your album, um, there were a few songs I really liked. There were a couple that I could go with ever hearing again i really didn't like the first track to open the album greg's estate oh, greg's um, so i liked the music i did not like the vocals and i hated the intro on it i didn't think the intro was good so that was probably my least favorite song on the album um so i gave that a one that song okay. it wasn't terrible it wasn't good for me it wasn't personally. terrible you give it a one i mean I could what's the scale zero. negative three to two I, if, if, <laughs> if you ever give me like a killer's album i'll have every song as a zero <laughs> Um, so the next song I liked a lot, um, what's it, Antidote? Um, the, I really like the sound on it. I like the lyrics on it. The pace was very. It's got that random piano. Oh, yeah. no, piano. Uh, the strings that come yep. in. I like it. It was really cool. The next one, Gray, Gray Suits, I thought was awesome. I thought the music was great. Um, that was definitely up to that point my favorite song. Uh, the next one was only a minute long, Quiet. Yeah. That song. I thought it was cool. I, it was weird. Uh, the lyrics were really good. Um, but it was, and also breaks it up because you got a lot of energy those first three yeah. songs, and then all of a sudden it just kind of correct. Yeah, it, it doesn't keep going up and up and up. It kind of stays right there. Um, the five hundred miles, I gave that a two. Um, yeah. It was cool. It was definitely their most radio friendly song. Corny. It's yeah, a corny. Song. Exactly. Like that one, I could hear like playing on a local top one hundred hit song. Mm-hmm. Uh, album not that it would play now but that was the sound it had um needle in the hay that was the coolest jam song well do you know the story behind that one no right? why would i know the story you're the one i never heard of this before you told me so okay, why keep, are you acting like i give you a review and then i'll give so you that background. one i like that one um so this the next one was my favorite song on the album was only good for a dot 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 um i gave that one a four and a half i thought that song was awesome uh it, i listened to that one a few times over because i actually thought that was actually added to my own personal playlist so i really did like that one uh deformed was nothing yeah. i gave that a 1.5 that was the least memorable song i'd actually i probably should give that uh i should give greg's estate a higher score than this one um but i think i started getting into the music so maybe i was uh, i was curbed a little bit to like it more i started getting into the album and then uh, Logan's Run was cool. That one actually kind of reminded me of uh, Green Day a little bit. I, yeah. That's the kind of sound it had, like old Green Day, like probably around the time Minority came out, that mm-hmm. album. Um, and then the last song, Unlucky Stuntman, was a really cool song. Best song of the, the album, the, the, four, the four-minute outro is a little weird, but that was a really cool song. Overall, I was 
I, I like the album the more times I listen to it. The first time I was like indifferent. I knew I didn't dislike it, but I didn't know if I liked it. And now I can say that actually I do enjoy this album. It's a very easy listen for 30 minutes. If you're into that Green Day, um, I'm trying to think of some other bands off the top of my head, that kind of sound. If you like Lagwagon, I know, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan. I know a lot of people kind of in that um, scene like Lagwagon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you it, know, it's it a has, side project. It, I mean, Green Day, so many bands, uh, old Blink-182, like that kind of sound. Yeah, I would yeah. say it's like that. Um, and so overall, I gave the album a 2.8 out of 5. Okay. So it, it's, I think if I listened to it a little more, I would appreciate it more because it is such an easy album to listen to, which makes its replay value incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit there and listen to an eight-minute song that I can skip over half the time. The only track I'd probably skip is, honestly, the first one. Yeah, great. Um, so overall, 2.8 out of 5. Um, I was very happy with the album choice. At no point did I think the album was a chore. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I appreciate that one. I actually really did enjoy that um, um, so it's fine because that's actually why I chose as the first album because it's such a light, airy, you know, kind of easy to listen to album. I didn't want to, you know, because I'm sure at some point I'm going to give you some. And I'm like, this is going to be yeah difficult, you know, and I didn't want to start that up. Um, I know we were talking yesterday. The reason why I'm going to do some with the albums where I'm going to give you an album and then something that connects to the previous album. So okay. the one I chose today. I don't want to hear it yet. Let's wait. Uh, absolutely. It's going to have like a theme or something that connects okay. to this one. All right. That's fair. I am um, not doing that with movies at all. Um, but overall on this album, uh, Bad Astronaut, Acrophobe, if you're into that, you know, pop punk sound, that quick, I had a uh, that quick kind of music where you don't really need to invest too much emotionally. I had a couple people that said they never even heard of it. I actually had a friend, uh, my friend Evan actually knew who they were. He messaged me about it. Oh, he, did? How, he said he listened to him a lot. In college shout out to evan nice. um so um if people didn't hear of them and you want something quick and easy to listen to give it a try it's a fun mm-hmm. listen i could see that being a good workout album uh, going for a run it's probably really good to listen to um so i definitely recommend it for anyone i wouldn't say it's must listen no um, but it was it was cool if you're into that kind of music yep yeah. and the uh the needle in the hay the story behind that so do you know elliot smith he's like this like super he was huge in like the mid 90s kind of like that post grunge, like um, depressed. What was he known he for? Maybe it was maybe in telling me needle know. in the hay. That was his big song. Okay, but go on about so, the song. Um, that's like one of those like I drink too much coffee. I'm in college, you know that like that time period. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Where everything was like I don't care about the world. Just that nihilistic. And you just 90s. drop your trousers on a random night. He was huge in that time period. Okay, <laughs> and. Um, Needle in the Hay is this huge song. It's about his heroin addiction. Oh, so good. Um, We have a lot of that in West Melford. Oh, what? <laughs> That's going to be our next episode. We are going to mainline some heroin. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> the episode's three minutes Nar- long. Narcan ready to go. <laughs> um, but, um, and there, every cover follows that kind of folky, kind of, you know, weird, um, you know, emo sound. He's going, we're <laughs> professional. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, their version is the only one I've ever heard that didn't follow that, you know, that um, blueprint where we're yeah. going to take it and completely, you know, change it. So I thought that was yeah, really Yeah, I mean, most cool. of those songs that are about doing, you know, hardcore drugs and opioids uh, are always like a little more slow paced. You got your Under the Bridge by Chili Peppers. You got mm. Black by Pearl Jam. So, um, all the Allison Chains songs. Every single one. <laughs> yeah, he was literally writing songs with the needle he just shot into his vein. <laughs> Did you know when they found him, they, they weren't they able to... he was to, like 80 pounds. They didn't know when he had died because he... He became such like um, a, recluse. a recluse. Yeah, recluse. Re- tomato, tomato. He t- tomato, tomato. Yeah. Um, that he, he didn't talk to anyone, so they found him because like 
he didn't talk to anyone for such a long period of time, like weeks. They're like, he could have died yesterday. He could have died, yeah. you know, three months ago. We don't know. His body was well, in such bad shape. People that had seen him like maybe two or three months prior, they said he was probably 100 pounds soaking wet. They said he was just skin and bones. And uh, Allison Chains is one of those bands where you, you can actually hear the guy's struggles in his music because mm -hmm. like he had such haunted haunting melodies the whole band did and they had some great great shit i can still listen to alice in chains he, anytime it's weird because you and it's sad to say this way you know when you listen to alice in chains that that's how the guy went yeah that's like you it doesn't well, surprise it's, it's kind of like when you hear all apologies on the nirvana unplugged album like if like it's hindsight obviously but if you listen to it now you'd be like i bet you this guy is gonna blow his brains out soon yeah because it's just one of those things where certain music you can actually feel what the person was that's what i usually look for in music i want to feel what that person was feeling when they wrote the exactly album. yeah so um yeah so again bad astronaut acrophobe um recommend it for a fun listen if you're into that pop punk sound yeah I, um I'm glad you so, liked it. so i recommended a movie to you oh um you did. Uh, and it was in the the context of the nfl draft uh because it just happened uh your team took saquon barkley my team took minka fitzpatrick i was happy with our draft but um i decided to go with the kevin costner draft day yes just did. because it was uh it was topical so I, I said you know it's a flawed movie it's it was fun it was entertaining i think costner has a niche for sports movies so i would like to hear your take on it okay so uh draft day was a fun uh that's, a fun watch. that's the best way i would describe it not um, great but fun so I, i'm gonna go just kind of uh pull the spoiler out now i liked draft day but I liked it in spite of a lot of yeah, things. Yes, like, I feel you. There was there were many times draft day went out of its way to say, "Hey, are you enjoying this movie? Let's make you not enjoy it." Yeah, it, well, they the, when they were doing that, the way I see it is they were trying to market to the the guy that's making his girlfriend come with exactly. him to the movie. Like you got to have the the younger uh, love interest for Kevin Costner. Mm -hmm. The the my dad just passed away, so my mom is upset. Storyline. It it was like two movies that they spliced together to make you know. It, it's, it, the thing is, like, they put in that extra stuff about his mother and his dad passing and Jennifer Garner, and it there it was still a short movie despite that. So if they took all that out, it'd be like an hour-long <laughs> movie. It would just be like a, a 30 for 30. 30 for 30. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Sonny. What's his name? Sonny something? Uh, I don't remember Wembley his name. Wembley or something? Uh, Wembley. I don't think that's what it was. It was, it was Werber? Werber. Yeah, but, Werber. Sure, Who sure. Cares? Kevin Costner. I'm just going to call them by their names in okay. uh, real life. Because, Go for it. Yeah, that's easier. Um, okay, so first thing, and you hit the nail on the head. It's not a movie if you're a fan of football. Yeah. It's a movie for, hey, bring your girlfriend, bring your friends. Hey, I'm going to get you and into football. I, and I also think if, but but to be fair there, if you are a football fan. and you can under, And you can understand that there are very few good sports NFL related movies like what's the best NFL movie oh. is it that one with Mark Wahlberg about the douche on the Eagles in Invincible uh the one where um actually I like any Brian song Brian song is probably the only the like, remake there was a remake <laughs> there was a remake song? yeah actually um we Who's were in, we were in Suncoast video at the mall once I thought it was Sonny Corleone <laughs> in Hold on. that's the original there was a remake I think with Mackay Pfeiffer and we were in Suncoast uh videos to buy like DVDs and Blu-rays and they were selling a copy of Brian's song that came with a lunchbox what <laughs> and, and, or like a mini cooler so Greg bought it and he and, but the thing was it marketed on the back as the original <laughs> Brian's song, but the DVD was the remake inside of it. So what he, a weird thing to has, include with that movie. He has a Brian's song lunchbox. It comes with leukemia. Ooh. <laughs> 
So, Ugh. so again, um, NFL moves. Actually, I like any given Sunday a lot. <laughs> Dances with wolves. It comes with a broom. <laughs> like what a random item to p- include with the movie. <laughs> Brian saw comes with a lunch. Forrest box. Gump comes with Lieutenant Dan's fat Asian wife Susan. Ooh, <laughs> Susan. <laughs> Um, so let's get back on track. Here's Avatar. Here's some paper towels and a half-eaten Subway sandwich. What a weird promotion. <laughs> yeah, that pretty... So let's get back on track. Sure. Um, so again, not many good NFL movies. So I do think that if you were at all an NFL fan and you could realize that the quality content in the, the sports By default, field movie, this is a top five. NFL movie, yeah. By default. So, so go on about... You were saying it wasn't for... Yeah. Pure football fans. So, um, and there's a lot of scenes where they over-explain things. And yes. I understand... They mansplain it, is what you're saying? I, I guess they do. I guess that's the term you would use. Like, the first scene... Um, okay, it starts, and it, um, just a quick recap. Seahawks in the movie had the first overall pick, which, you know, makes sense because, you know, the year this movie came out, they were Super Bowl champions. Yeah. So <laughs> they literally had it the opposite of what it would have been. The most accurate thing in the movie is that the Cleveland Browns were drafting in the top seven picks. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's this big... Uh, Big-time quarterback, Bo Callahan, who's coming out. They said he's you know, the best prospect miss, since you know, Andrew Luck. Yeah, something like that. And Seattle wants to trade the pick. So um, in the beginning, they're discussing like how they're going to get, you know, what would they get for this pick? And this is a scene where already I knew, okay, this is not going to be an easy watch, is when he goes, what uh, what did the, the St. Louis Rams get from the Washington Redskins when they traded for the RG3 pick? That is one of the most famous pre-draft trades of the last because 10 it, years. It, it handcuffed the Redskins handcuffed for years. It. Everyone knows you got three first-round picks, a second-round pick. It is a famous trade. Yeah. How an NFL GM would have to go, what team does Peyton Manning play for? It is the same amount of yep. ignorance by well, asking which, that Which question. one asked that, the GM or the, the, the owner he was talking to? I think um, that was the owner that he was, was talking to. I, I think so, assistant. and it would make sense to me if an owner didn't know exactly because... We know certain owners kind of stay, like Robert Kraft kind of stays away from the football decisions. I don't decisions. know what that guy's role was, but the context, it made it sound like it was somebody who's like the right-hand man to the GM, yeah. like an assistant GM or something I like think, that. I want to say he was the owner, personally, but I, I don't, they don't the specify. If it's the owner... But still, it, it was a well-enough-known thing that we know that the Redskins, you know, they didn't pull a, a Mike Ditka with Ricky Williams, but they, they mortgaged their, their next few drafts. It was just how formally he said it, too. I wasn't like, yeah, what did the Redskins get for the RG3, I mean, uh, the Rams get for the RG3 pick? No, it was like what did the Rams out of St. Louis get from the you know, Washington you also, Redskins for the first time since the Rams moved? You saying the St. Louis Rams sounded weird, right? I you every I still hear L. A. Chargers. It kind of weirds me out. But oh, there's still the, there's still San Diego. But here I, for a while it's been when I hear the Los Angeles Rams, I'm like, well, oh, because they moved back to where they're originally yeah, from. Yeah, that one. I and I think the fact that they had success like instantly, yeah, not instantly necessarily, yeah, but pretty quickly, yeah. So, okay, so they, they're talking about Bo Callahan, best pro- quarterback prospect since yeah. Andrew Luck, blah, blah, blah. They trade mm-hmm. three, their next three first-round picks three to get first the first. Three first-round picks. Not three first-round picks, including this year. This year, they're swapping picks plus three. Correct. The most absurd trade ever. Now, Mike Dicka trading for Ricky Williams is the most absurd trade ever. Second most absurd <laughs> trade ever. <laughs> 
Um, so, you know, the, as you were saying, there's just so much crap in there that you don't need, yeah. and it would be a better movie if it's, it wasn't. It's very unrealistic. I thought some trade. of the casting was pretty cool, like Arian Foster. Well, I think Jennifer Garner is hands down my least favorite character. I told you, she is the fucking worst with her stupid horse face and her big teeth and married to Ben Affleck for a while. When, Go away. So, um, she's pregnant. She's you know, has a thing going on with Kevin Costner. He's clearly the father. And he had, 20, 30 years older. I thought it was a daughter first scene. I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? Oh, that'd be hot. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, she goes, um, you know, I'm pregnant. And on draft day, and he doesn't really react. Or like he kind of has like a tepid reaction. And she's all, you know, miffed about it. It's a big day for him, Jennifer. He's got a lot on his mind. He trades the baby. He trades the baby. I'll give you... I'll get like a, a seventh round conditional pick. So, and it's not like she's this... She works for the team. She's a capologist. She, she, she manages the salary she cap. She should know this is a big... And that's what I don't understand. All these people involved in the team... Don't understand why he's so frantic on draft. Day. Yeah, they're like, what's his problem? It's his, not a big day or his anything. His father, who had recently died in the he, movie, he was the coach of yeah. the Browns, yeah. and he died a week prior. Yeah, and he actually fired his dad. He fired his dad, you know, just to include, the, you know, add to the melodrama. And his mom, they establish, is like a big sports fan. She's giving him advice, and she doesn't even understand why he can't take time in the middle of again draft day to spread his father's I think, ashes uh, from my experience most gms are in full-on panic mode like a month before the draft exactly. so imagine day of and he's so okay he's walking he's getting coffee and he's like oh you know what do we have on this Callahan? he's fighting with his head coach dennis leary who they, is kind of based off of um barry it's like a hybrid ben, barry, barry, barry switzer, switzer jimmy, jimmy johnson, johnson kind of thing I, dennis leary was my favorite character dennis leary is awesome man besides you know the whole stealing material in his comedy he he's <laughs> he is he's a really good actor he, he was great in the movie he played the coach very well that he, he's very hateable in the movie but in like you like that you hate him. he was the coach that you see on we see on like a nfl network now that rides oh i want a super bowl ring but he never actually like when i see like brian billick i'm like dude you're, brian billick you're, an, you're an offensive guru and you won with your defense so exactly. don't flaunt your ring to me asshole <laughs> <laughs> so um dennis leary was awesome dennis i, was I liked uh, the guy that played the um, Vontae Mack, uh, Chadwick Bosworth, whatever I his name is. I thought he was the agent. He He's great in the movie. Don't get me wrong. He's 36 years old. Of course. I mean, again, that's how they have to do it. But he's also, this was like right before he really became the flavor of the month they in movies. They couldn't find a dead, you know, a really good acting kid that's like 25 or yeah, something? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they could have, but they probably, they could have done that, but he was the best actor in the movie, Chadwick, yeah. probably. I, I I liked him a lot. Um, I really did. I just, it it was distracting that he was so old. Yeah, and I thought the things that they did to, um, the one, we, we discussed this, uh, the, the whole storyline with Bo Callahan and putting the $100 bill on the back of the playbooks um, to see who actually let them know about it or played dumb or if they actually looked at the playbook. Yeah, and is, that a, is that a real thing? I, I don't know of that specifically, but I know teams have done things like that to see the honesty um, and the content. Because I know I heard one about... Um, I think it was Andrew Luck where they or something like that. And he mm -hmm. was the only one that really came forward right away, which makes sense because you ever seen this, those highlights of Andrew Luck, like kind of trash talking during games. But he, <laughs> he gets like a tackled like big time. And he's like, hey, man, it was a great hit. 52. Great hit. Don't and do the, it again, please. And, and the play. No, he doesn't even do that. He just says compliments. To the defensive. He doesn't do any. He, he the, oh. the defensive players. He just compliments him. And like Terrell Suggs oh. was like, I've never had a player who gets in my head by being nice. <laughs> 
If it works, I'm like that's really cool. So I thought that was a really that cool, was a cool scene. Um, I like the 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 film room when they're showing them when Vontae Max sacked him four times. I liked it a lot. It was a little again melodramatic, like he's giving the ball to his you know dying sister. Well, that, it wasn't but, even that part, but I liked how they so, showed that the footwork. Well, he would he would sack Callahan, then the next play he had happy feet and was throwing the ball yeah, quick, which I, got that rattled. Was, that I think was actually my favorite. I, scene in the that movie. one was very realistic because there's so much you know you can make a highlight reel of all these players, but you never show how they are after they take a sack. You might show the sack, but you're not going to show Josh Allen missing three five-yard passes after he got sacked on the previous play because it hurts his draft stock, and if you have a good agent, he's going to make sure those kind of things get better. Yeah. And Diddy played his um, agent. Uh, Diddy was good Diddy, in it. I actually like Diddy. Diddy. You know, I don't like him, but the movies he's been in, like him and Get, get him, him to the Greek he was, was He was great in Get Him to the Greek, and he played that role well. It was a small part. Um, there were some other cameos in it. The most unrealistic thing in the movie was when Roger Goodell gets announced to announce the first overall pick. And, and they there, cheer! It's a standing ovation for Roger Goodell. Like, <laughs> they... It, they would this movie would have been like a little bit better to me if they actually went through with it and had him get booed. But you I know, Goodell would have never agreed I to that. Even mind if they didn't boo? It was the fact that it was like an over the top yep. cheering. That's yep. where. I so was. I mean, then the conclusion of the movie. It's obviously the happy ending where he gets the guy he wanted from the beginning. I actually would have liked the movie. So spoiler, you know, again, you know, I I don't one. care about a spoiler alert. Um, he takes Vontae Mack. After the player he could have gotten at seven. Just to, to segue here a little bit into that is um, in the beginning of the movie, he writes a note on a green post-it, and they don't show you until about an oh, hour into the movie. Vontae. Where it says Vontae. Uh, um, um, no matter what. No, Vontae, no matter. Vontae Mack, no matter what. I forgot what. about that scene. That got me so angry. Yeah, that I don't like that, but you know, it showed how much he... They, they, the thing that they really wanted to press with Vontae Mack is that he's a high-quality character individual, yeah. um, and that th things like that sometimes he's mean more than... He's a guy you want to build your team around. Yeah, he's a leader, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So um, they, the draft happens they get Vontae Mack which they could have gotten without trading all their picks correct that. and then it just goes through this montage of how they get all their picks back in a really and unrealistic the, and fashion. the quarterback they had that got injured who was training to come back played by Tom Welling who was famous for Smallville yeah, by the way, he there's a scene where he gets angry because he assumes they're going to take Callahan runs into trade Kevin me. Costner's office trashes it and then is very calm saying like look man you need to trade me yeah, it was uh, that that whole thing. I'm trying to think like who that could even possibly remind me of in recent. I guess you could say um, probably Chad Pennington, um, but it, with the Jets. The office. Yeah, that that was be... a little. I mean, wouldn't that be like a major storyline if that happened in the? I'll NFL? tell you this. I liked when when he burns the playbook. When <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Leary. Leary burns the playbook. That was so over the top. I like. Of course, it. they had to make it over the top. But um, overall, I think as you were entertained, you were sports entertained, if it. you will. I enjoyed it. The, it, the melodrama. I mean. Okay, either chose Jennifer Garner pregnant or his father's uh, um, death or, you know... The pick one side storyline. one. Just, you don't have all of do them. Do you think that, the, like, we can... If we got this this one podcast to be big, we could end Jennifer Garner's career as an actress? I, I don't hate Jennifer Garner. What, okay, what do you like her in, then? I liked her in Juno. Oh, that's right, she was in Juno. I thought she was really good in Juno. Yeah, she was good in Juno, but, okay, that's one. Uh, Did you like Elektra or Daredevil? I don't think I've seen exactly. Her she stinks. I don't need staying commercials. In, she's good in those commercials. No, she's not enough with for her. the plane or so. Something. How are you going to grade your movies? Because I'm doing the the one to five scale. So I think what I'm going to do for this one and maybe future ones is 
I'm not going to give it a number grade. I'm going to give it an NFL franchise equivalent. Okay. If this movie was a franchise. So The Godfather would and be... And I think, what, before you do that, I, I like that. So what I'm going to do for... Because there are listeners of ours. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Tony, in, he lives in England, and he actually told me he had to fast forward through our football talk last week. He called it um, Silly Trouser Sport. Oh, great. Um, so I will relate that to a number. Fair? Yeah, that, All right, yeah. so what franchise would you put draft day okay, under? Okay, so using a scale where the Browns are like... The bottom of the bottom? Freddie got fingered on the Browns. Whoa, whoa, don't bash Freddie We'll, got we'll have a talk about that okay. one. But I actually personally love it. Dan loves it. But it was It's considered bad. a bad It's, it's considered Correct. one of the worst movies Correct. ever made. So, um, I don't know. What was that movie? Failure to Launch or something would be the Browns. <laughs> All right? Okay. And then The Godfather would be like the Patriots or the Cowboys or something like this. Steelers kind Dra- of team. Yeah. Draft day... And I it I went through a lot of teams, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, so they are the Cincinnati they're, they're Bengals. They're that team that can sometimes overachieve, but then in the big spot come up short. Exactly, they have. They a always lot of, have talent. There's a lot to like about them, but there's a lot that you. They, hate. There's a lot to like, but the guy that's running the show, Perfect. Mar- Marvin Lewis, or, is always picking the wrong decisions in crucial spots. I like that. So if I was saying on a scale of one to five, I'd actually probably say if the Cincinnati Bengals is probably like a two point five out of five. A little bit higher, but so not like a, much. the same like, as my album, two point eight, two point seven five. I'd say two point seven five. Okay, all right. So for anyone that hasn't seen Draft Day. Um, if you're a football fan, it, it's solid. If you're not a football fan, you probably like it even more. Nothing special, but it made sense for there. If it's on and you're halfway through it, I'd say finish the movie, but don't you know base your evening around Co- it. Correct. So now that we're finished with that movie, I'm going to segue into my next movie for this week for oh. you to watch. And this is topical to something I am doing tonight, similar to something you and I did a few weeks ago and we'll be doing again in a few weeks. Um, broke back. Ma- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to WWE Backlash tonight. Um, pay-per-view, the oh, first wait. pay-per-view since WrestleMania. Are you giving the movie I think you are? I'm going to give you for this one. I'm going to give you The Wrestler, starring yes. Mickey Rourke. Um, if this movie is, I, I would say, anytime I watch it, I like it more and more. It's now, this is, from, this is from, it has the Bruce song, The Wrestler, which is a phenomenal song, and it makes sense for the movie, from the same director as Black Swan, which I wasn't the biggest fan of. I actually liked Black um, Swan. I think the performances are great, and technically, I don't remember which one came out first. I think The Wrestler came out first, I believe. Yeah, no, it definitely. Black no, Swan's pretty it, old. it definitely came out first. While I'm talking about this, I'll look it up. But um, so technically, I think it's Black Swan is a loose sequel to The Wrestler. If you look up how they were filmed, how they were cut, kind of like uh, a spiritual sequel. Uh, yeah, sequel. that kind of thing. So this was Mickey. You know, the story is about a guy who it's loosely based on um, Jake the Snake and uh, I think Roddy Piper to an extent um, about a wrestler who was the top of his game. Uh, wasn't good with his money, and he's trying to have like one big comeback. You were um, right, by the way. Wrestlers always. Okay, so Black Swan was. There's actually Black a great 10. video for anyone that has seen both movies. If someone cut up um, the way both movies were filmed in specific scenes, and how you'll see, like, oh, these are very similar movies. Um, Mickey Rourke is phenomenal in it to this day. I believe he got screwed out of the Oscar. Um, he lost it to Sean Penn and Milk, I believe. Oh, um, and Sean right. Penn was really that. good in that. It was a solid movie. He was great, but. Um, the thing that happens now, if you want to like guarantee yourself an Oscar, you portray you portray someone like a real life person. Yeah, someone who's like it, as opposed or... to as opposed to an original character, which is what Mickey. Rourke oh, I played. thought you were going the other direction. Like it has to be like a politically like not, charging not even role. always. It's it could be to sometimes, but not always. I mean, more, more often than not, that's what it is. Who won but, it last year? Who won Best Actor? Yeah, last like year? oh, this recent. Year, oh, it was right. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. So oh, political. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, um, both. It is cor- also real correct. Person. 
So uh, Mickey Rourke was nominated. He should have won. Um, Marissa Tomei is in it. She is fantastic I love in it. Um, it was filmed in Hasbrook Heights most of the movie, um, so it's local. Um, as a wrestling fan, I love it, but I know people that are not wrestling fans that really enjoyed it. Um, so I definitely think you should put that one on. I'm excited. Watch for the wrestler. This, one. this I would put it in my probably if I was making a list of like top 25 movies. It's it would be in I, there. top 10 is really hard because I have some that I just can't move. I would probably put it in my top 25 at minimum. Uh, it's a powerful movie. The soundtrack is great. Mickey Rourke again. It's an is, unconventional subject to make a serious movie about, too. Yeah, and for you know, and Mickey Rourke, uh, people forget how big of a star he was early in his he career, and huge. then he faded away, and this movie kind of put him back into the spotlight. That and Iron Man too. Well, it was this, and then Iron Man two, and then since then he just he looks terrible. He's had too much plastic surgery. Sin City, he's phenomenal. Oh, Sin City, I, he was great, and actually that was even before the Wrestler. So Sin City was really brought him back. Yeah, I and think. then the Wrestler just made sense because it was very similar to his about his own career, where yeah. he was on top of the world. And then he fell, but it follows the story of the the eighties to nineties wrestler that could not handle his money, had problems with drugs, steroids, and who could have, if he was smart with his money, could have had everything, and then he lost it all. I'm, exci- I'm really excited about Good. this one. I'm a- so I, I can't wait to see what you think about this that. This might one. be one that as soon as we're done here, I'll watch it, you know, this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, uh the, it's definitely one that I think everyone if you're a fan of good movies in general, this was a critically acclaimed movie. Draft Day, give or take. If you haven't seen The Wrestler and you're a fan of cinema, you're an asshole. I'd be, I'm going to tell you this. I'll be disappointed if I end up not liking this movie. I would be very surprised if you did not like it. I think it. I'll like it. So, From the little I know about it, it had... And I also remember um, the poster that they had with him kind of hanging on off the, the... On the top I rope. love that poster. I'm actually disappointed I didn't see it in theaters and I just never got to it. Correct. So now that I give my movie... Why don't we move into what you have for me? Okay. And I got to take my notes. So I um, I actually was going to... I, I went through a bunch of different albums because, like I said, I have a little bit of um, a chain I want to do. I have a few that I want to do in a group, then, you know, a few next time. And they're all going to kind of be linked together a little bit, loosely. And I was going back and forth, back and forth. The one I actually decided upon kind of came out of nowhere. Driving home yesterday from the Mets game, I put it on. Are you familiar with the Hold Steady? Yes, Pump. I know. I know. I, I know who they Do, are. Yeah. Have, have you listened to their you know albums deeply? I, I have not listened to them deeply. Okay. So they're um they have a few good albums, but you know there's those albums where there's a few songs you like, a few you don't like. You know, you kind of put them on like you know your Correct. playlist. There's one album they have though that start to finish I think is beautiful. Okay. Boys and Girls in America. Boy, what year did this album come out? Uh, I think oh. 05 or 06 okay. so and it's old but it's not super super and how old. would you describe this album so this is an album that i've found and it's not something i do intentionally i only start listening to it when it becomes summer and as soon as the fall goes away people I stop oh, people definitely have like summer albums it is the quintessential young i'm college age i'm going you know i'm not really an adult i'm it's not the second really... time you've said that today i think you want to go back to those days really when it was easier oh, i love that i'm doing some frat ralph on you. frat, frat ralph, ralph. Frat Ralph. I liked Frat Ralph because I didn't really talk to Frat Ralph that much. No one did. <laughs> so, so um, it it basically it's almost it feels like it could be you can picture the characters in this movie from something like Days and Confused or American Graffiti. Oh, okay, cool. Like, and those just, movies always have great soundtracks. Yeah, it's you, like it's an album that can tell a you're story. Just picturing you know guys, you know they're they're drinking on you know the hood of their truck or something just being young boys yeah doing stupid things some There's horse like, play they're at a you know at a, uh, a dance with a girl that he likes and he's too awkward to like you know yeah you know seal it it's that kind of album and 
It's just a fun so it's, it's a com- album. I, it sounds like it's a coming of age album, kind a of. A very big coming of age album. There's a lot of, there's a lot of um like um being fucked up in the album. Okay. Like, um, to like, the point where it's like, okay, we get it. These people like to party. Yeah, That's yeah. Maybe my one minor criticism, but they're just rocking. That's such a stereotypical term, but they're rocking songs. Like they're songs yeah. that just like you're listening. They kick. They, they kick. kick. You're um. Your windows are, um, you know, down, and you're just wow. This is a song I like to listen to while I'm driving. Um, highly recommend driving it. down the shore with the windows down, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I do like those kind there's of. There's certain things of, I want to listen to, and there's like a that. lot of classic rock influences that you can tell that are they're not obvious, but it's clear that it's intentional. They want to sound like someone else. Correct. There's going to be like, oh, that reminds me of blank or blank, whatever. And, you know, how long, how many tracks are on this album? 10 or 11, I'd say. But but it's longer than the Badass. Yeah, yeah, this is an album album. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite albums, I listened to it last night for the first time, and then I'll probably listen to it until early September and then forget about it. I do it every year. (laughs) It's one of my all, it's it's one of my all-time favorites. Cool. I'm looking forward to listening to this one. Um, I, Like I said, I really enjoyed the last album as I'm looking for music. Because most mm-hmm. of the music I listen to now, now that I don't really play anymore, is stuff I've always listened to. So finding this new stuff that can maybe open my eyes to music again and appreciate it again the way I used to, um, I'm looking forward to this it. This one, the, and the guy's voice, in the beginning, I'll, I'm going to give you just the first track, you're going to go, what the hell's wrong with this guy's voice? Halfway through, you go, I can't picture anyone else but this guy singing okay. these songs. Okay. So what, it's a little grating. He doesn't have like a high pitch whine. No, voice. the opposite. It sounds like he just came in from a bender. Oh, good. Because I hate that fucking whiny. <laughs> I hate that shit. Coheed and Cambria. It, it's, that one doesn't bother me as much as like, I hate Tom DeLonge and Blink-182. Yeah, I hate his whiny. I, I like I like Blink-182 Mark Hoppus sings. And I like the new singer from Alkaline. Oh, he's uh, great. Matt Skiba is awesome. Alkaline Trio is awesome. I just don't like that kind of high pitch where they have to pronounce words certain ways to be different man no this guy Ugh. this guy definitely pounded a few beers before he started uh, that's why i smoked some arbs and had some beers yeah he's got a voice for radio <laughs> yeah i mean what was oh it? no wait, wait that makes no yeah, sense yes, he has a voice for radio i had it completely put, backwards <laughs> yeah you're gonna put a mute on <laughs> got a voice for radio he's got a voice for radio. asshole um all right so uh, you got your movie, The Wrestler. I got my album, uh, The Hold Steady, Boys and Girls in America. If anyone wants to follow along, watch The Wrestler this week and listen to The Hold Steady, Boys and Girls in America. Uh, we'll go over them next week. Um, another thing next week is we are going to have our first live guest with us. Ooh. It is going to be none other than Justin Grohowski. I have some great Justin stories. Um, Justin is a very... You know, we don't even need to show up. We could just let him talk for 60 minutes I, and it, it'll be... Highly entertaining. entertaining. Us, um, I can't wait to tell the story next week of the first time I really hung out with Justin and what led to him being brought to tears um, and smoking a pack of cigarettes. Uh, Justin is one of the most knowledgeable sports people I know. He's very knowledgeable on music and hip-hop. His uh, hip-hop knowledge is embarrassed. When I talk about rap with him, I'm embarrassed by how out of my and league And he's such a cornball white boy, too, and it's so funny. <laughs> um, but he used to work for CBS Sports. Now he works for AMC, the the, the, the channel that hosts The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. um, and he helps negotiate negotiate the deals to get uh, movies on the network so he should have some interesting insight so before we get to that I have actually a couple um, interesting news stories I found oh. that I, uh, just like your uh, restaurant guy last week now this one it's been circulating in the area and a lot of people that don't live in New Jersey may not be familiar with this but um, what are your thoughts on Taylor ham Ralph as an item Taylor ham as a food okay. item anyone who is not in um, New Jersey the New Jersey area 
go online and order Taylor Ham right now. Or pork roll. No. I, I know. Listen, no, but no. they may not be able to find it under the name Taylor Ham if you want to order it. If, Anywhere but North Jersey, it's pork roll. Do not buy from a pork roll seller. <laughs> buy from a Taylor Ham seller. Is there a pork roll seller? Yes. Okay. I re- <laughs> It's a pork roll emporium. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Taylor Ham. I am sick. But it, you, okay, the but Taylor do you like, Ham's a brand. Okay, then don't but do you like Taylor? Do you something. like Taylor Love Ham? Love it. Okay. So there is a New Jersey creamery, an ice cream place that has I know created. What a creamery is. They, I, I don't know if everyone else does. They created a Taylor Ham flavored ice cream. I'm down. I'm, um, one, it's in, I'm, in, I'm in. It's um, called Windy Brow Farms. It's in um, Freedon, New Jersey. Um, now, they also put a taste of, uh, there's real pieces of Taylor ham in this. I, I would expect and nothing And there's else. also pieces of French toast that are lathered in maple syrup in it. And they ruined it. Yeah, it's a little no. too much for me. No, and I love Taylor, Taylor ham. If you're going to make Taylor ham ice cream, make Taylor ham ice cream. <laughs> I love Taylor ham. I love ice cream. I don't know if I like the idea. I, listen, I do have a principle. I think it's a civic duty. If there is any combination of foods that you enjoy and put into one mega food, you have an obligation to try it. So I would try it, but I don't think it's going to be let's all that great. Start, let's just start with the Taylor ham ice cream, and then if that works... Hot in, dog ice cream. Ooh. Ooh Mitt Romney. Of, speaking of hot dogs, <laughs> I was going to say, Mitt Romney, who I've, I've never been a, the biggest fan of... I'm not getting into his policies, but he is. I've, he's made a fan for life in me by when he was asked what his favorite meat is, he just said hot dog. Hot dog is... <laughs> I guess hot dog is a type of meat because it's just it's animal parts and buttholes and toes and everything. Well, okay, so if he said filet mignon, there would probably be no Yeah, it'd be like, oh, no cool, story. everyone likes that. Um, if he said summer sausage. If he like, said Taylor Ham. Summer sausage is like, you know, a hot dog with a college degree. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it's an MBA. Would he, <laughs> would, would he get shit for that? So, But he said hot dog is why, his favorite meat. to say hot dog? And then, but why, whoa, 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 what do you mean why did he have, whoa, whoa, whoa. He should have said hot dog. That is the only right answer. You know, he's I didn't. Honest. I didn't even know that was the right answer until I heard uh, Uncle Mitt say that hot, hot dog, dog is, is his favorite, favorite meat. Now he could easily ruin this by saying he likes a like a shitty condiment on it. If he said ketchup, yeah. I mean, I can do ketchup on a hot dog every With now mustard. and again. Yes, ketchup I agree with and that. mustard or mustard. Um, but so. Now that we're talking about Mitt, I have another one that this story, I, I saw this and I was howling and it's about the Japanese people. Um, they're, you know, they're very interesting people with their ideas. So I guess they have, um, there's an apartment complex somewhere in Japan that they've had an issue with break-ins um, in people's apartments. I think I read the store. I'm and so this apartment complex is um, offering security protection. But what it is, it's a computer projected image on your window of a man shadow boxing <laughs> to try and keep people away. But there's other images you could switch to of a guy just swinging a baseball bat. <laughs> you can make it look like he's just walking around changing his clothes. But these people will leave their projector on all night of a man just shadow boxing <laughs> to scare intruders away. It's either the worst idea or the best idea. But like the fact that they're advertising it, like I'm gonna go is to the complex. Queen? Wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. How long is the loop? If it's a one second loop, they'd be like, wow, I can fight that guy. He only throws one punch. No, it, you could leave it on all night. But I'm saying like, is it going to project the same like is it no, it's like full on like karate. There's a karate one, a boxing one, a baseball bat one. There's options where it can look like he's just sitting there, which is probably the smartest That's one. That's probably the best one. But <laughs> imagine you're just like, I got to break into this place. It was like Kevin McAllister trying to scare the sticky bandits away <laughs> with the recording of his uncle. By the way, aren't they only sticky bandits in the, in the second, second one? one? What are they? The wet bandits in the uh, the first one? I don't know. Joe I Pesci th- and uh, other Daniel, guys. St- Daniel Stern, the voice of Kevin on the Wonder Years. Also became head of the NBA. That's the wrong Stern. 
Also, isn't that David Stern? Yeah, I said Daniel Stern. <laughs> also, also starting the classic Bushwhacked, which I was a big fan of. I never um, heard of Bushwhacked. So now that we got, to, like, would you? Uh, you live in a secure uh, uh, an apartment complex. Yeah. Um, they, you're not gated, so it's very easy to break into his place. What's your address? Uh, <laughs> Save I, it for a night I, when your fiance's home. You know, alone. I can't think of. A, I was going to give you a witty answer. You know, there, and there was a night. There, there was a day. Um, Ralph uh, for his company had to do some work that he isn't actually his job title, and he was gone for a while. He had to go away, and he came home. He was done with it finally, and we talked to his fiance about all of his friends coming over and surprising him. <laughs> and um, so it was a great idea. You know, we got some beers, going to order food. And I said to all our friends, it was me, my girlfriend, Caitlin, um, Greg, Taylor, usual crew. Yeah, yeah usual it was suspects. probably like six of us, Meg. Um, and I was like, guys, let's just walk in and scare the shit out of him. So I go to walk, I walk in the first door and then I go to walk in the second one, but they had like the the chain lock yeah. up. And I guess Ralph heard it. And I hear him in, in there. He's like, Courtney, stay in the room. Someone's trying to break in. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, I wait. And he goes, uh, I hear the door open. And he swings it open. And he just got his fucking fist up like he's ready to swing at me. And then I saw and, it was Dan and I followed through. Yeah, and then he hit me. <laughs> so that that was a good one. Um, I don't, You know what? I actually am happy that happened because you know how you are worried about like if this moment happens... You know, you play. How do you head, respond? You respond. I'm glad I responded. Like I didn't go, Courtney. You do it. You do it, Courtney. I'm gonna stand behind like, you. So if if they get like, through I you, do, I'll take care of it. I'm glad that when like the adrenaline ran in, like I acted like you know the way a man should. I am yeah. happy about that. <laughs> so, um, I I do want to move on to um uh, a subject that's local to the the sporting news in, in the area. Not Taylor Ham. Um, it's sports news. Um, in the baseball. by the way, we're getting we're getting that ice cream and do it. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a show. live test. I'm okay. down for that. So I um, it's local baseball news, and uh, as most people know, I am a a big New York Mets fan. Are you? Yeah, unfortunately, I go for Mets. That's and, um, you know, the Mets, they got to the World Series in 2015 after some really bad years. And Matt Harvey uh, was really the one that was the linchpin of all this. And he came out um, as a pitcher and was great. He pitched awesome. I was arguing with someone who said that he wasn't that great, but I actually have some numbers to back up how great his first 50 starts of his career were. Um, he was seventh in total strikeouts. Uh, for his first 50 starts all time. Fifth in ERA's first 50 starts. First in whip, which I think is awesome. Um, and 36 of his first 50 career starts were quality starts. By comparison, Clayton Kershaw, 23 of his first 50 starts were quality. And after his first full year when he had the Tommy John, had started the All-Star game, um, the shirt I'm wearing, this one where they call him the Dark Knight, and it's got the silhouette of him as Batman with his number 33. Um, John Buck, their former catcher, made these shirts and released them. And I ordered one. And that day I ordered it, it's announced that he's getting Tommy John surgery. And um, at that point, I'm just like, come on. This is just the worst luck. He missed all of 2014. Comes back in 2015. He's awesome. Had that game five in the World Series where he didn't want to come out of the ninth inning. And he ended up blowing it. But... You know, the a difference between a couple inches on a pitch, he would have been uh, immortal to the Mets if he did that. And since then, and actually even a little bit before then, when him and Scott Boros starting their innings pitch count, he's been a terrible pitcher. He's been a headache uh, last year with the not showing up because Adriana Lima dumped him. And then the Met, New York Mets released him this week. And I wasn't really feeling anything at first because I'm like, he's garbage. He got moved to the bullpen and he cried about it. They off, They told him they wanted him to go to... Uh, the minors and he refused so they designated him for assignment and at this point i'm so fucking done with this guy 
I don't think he's ever going to pitch in the major leagues again. And all this motherfucker does is cry about what he wants. And I spend money on his shirts. I bought a new shirt last year thinking he's going to be better. I think he's going to be good this year. And all he fucking does is piss me off. And I can't even rip the fucking shirt because I'm a fucking disgusting piece of shit. I'm not Hulk Hogan. And he's garbage. I'm fucking done with him. And I hope the fucking Yankees take him because that's where he's always wanted to be. And here I am, like a blithering idiot, because fucking Matt Harvey can't pitch anymore. He was supposed to be the one that turned everything around, and to an extent he did. But since that 2015 season, when he did absolutely everything in that Game 5 of the World Series against those cock-sucking fucking Kansas City Royals, I almost said Chiefs, he's been trash. A 6 ERA, can't get past the 5th inning, can't get past the 3rd inning, worse out of the bullpen. And now he's gone. And we eulogize Matt Harvey, the guy who always wanted to be a Yankee, who was counting his $200 million check before he could even get to free agency, get past his rookie contract, get past arbitration with his cocksucker agent, Scott Boris. And now he's going to be known as the biggest failure in New York Mets history. Worse than Fernando Martinez, worse than Doc Gooden, worse than Daryl Strawberry, because those guys won. Not Fernando Martinez. He was trash. (laughs) And... Matt Harvey's never going to be anywhere again. Um, I don't think he's going to pitch this year. I don't think. I think a team might try to sign him and then realize that he stinks. He could still hit 95, but he's going to go right down the middle because it's the only way he knows how to pitch anymore because he can't fucking throw anything that's worth striking out on. He fucking gives up five runs in relief the other day and says, oh, well, I struck out uh, uh, Acuna on the Braves. Oh, you struck out a rookie after giving up five runs and walking three? I'm done. I can't with him. It, it's, it was always about Matt Harvey. I don't think the idea that he was a clubhouse cancer is true because so many of his teammates were bummed to see him go, but he never cared about the team above himself. It was always, he forced his way into that, that ninth inning in game five, and it was always Matt fucking Harvey. You're not Noah Syndergaard, you're not Jacob DeGrom, and you're not even Steven Matz or Zach Wheeler anymore. I don't know who you are. You're Aaron Heilman. Die. I'm done with this motherfucker. Peace out. Damn it. <laughs> Ugh! I'm so fucking mad when I'm thinking about it now. And I just, I can't anymore. It's, it's been such a painful thing being a Mets fan. And I'm sorry about the, the audible noise as I'm throwing things around in anger. Um, so I guess you could say that you're taking it well. Anything but. In good stride? I, I thought I was. And then just now talking about it again made me really angry. Um, well, as a Yankee fan, I can relate. It, <laughs> yeah. You can relate my ass. Uh, can you? I guess the closest thing you have is Jabba Chamberlain. Uh, yeah. And uh, he wasn't nearly as much a headache. Well, he was just a bitch. 2002, uh, when... Uh, what about 2004? What about 2004? We're not going to talk about 2004. What happened in 2004, Ralph? Uh, you know what? What was the Yankees leading? You know? Yeah. Listen, I thought we were talking about Matt Harvey. Yeah, I'm done with him. <laughs> I, my, I just got my voice back, and now it hurts again. I lost my voice all week. And I just like started getting back and now just screaming about that fucking asshole crybaby. My girlfriend dumped me, so I'm not going to show up to a game. Ugh. All right. We have to move on to something else. Um, uh, <laughs> you all right there? No, I'm do, not, Do we need man. to take a break? No, we don't we need to take, take a break. break. Oh, so we got to move on to You're something. better? You feel better? Feel I'm better? okay. He, he ripped his shirt off in... He, at least I didn't piss on it. That's what I usually do to these things. Like set them on fire and then I piss on it. I did a Daniel Murphy shirt. I did it to Richie's Gen Jets hat that he left at the house. 
<laughs> well, I also told him when we went to the movies a couple weeks ago, Richie got in my car and he was wearing his Jets hat. I'm like, take it the fuck off. Throw it in the yeah, trunk. ridiculous. I know. I'm an immature douche. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I guess we're going to... We have... Uh, is Randy waiting on the line for us? Well, actually, Randy... Um, Randy and I actually talked. He talked to both of us. So last week, we had so much Randy that we decided we can't... Yeah. He'll steal the show. Randy steals everything he touches. So what I did was I actually um, cut out the call that he had with us yesterday. Yes. And I actually, you know, broke it up a little because... He He's actually not actually on the line. Gave, it, was, it was stuff we recorded previously. It was, it's pre-recorded, all right. We had a little too much... Randy, the thing is, he Randy Fastball, um, if anyone knows him like we do, he's such an expert in... I mean, the list would be shorter of what he's not an expert in. But I, I think, would say, I think he said he's a little weak when it comes to bonsai trees. Yeah, he that's is. A, that's yeah, an area of he's weakness. not great with that. So, um, I I would say that uh, you know, again, this was pre-recorded. We asked Randy for some relationship, relationship advice. Yes, um, what his how to have a nice, long-lasting healthy relationship for both of us you engaged me in a near three-year relationship yep. this is stuff that we need to make sure our relationship is um solid solid intimate um, honest, enjoyable open. honest um that things are getting done properly so we're going to cut to randy fastball and his advice on relationships uh relationships you know <laughs> that's one of life's great mysteries you know, there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of mystery involved with relationships. Nobody, nobody, nobody really knows why we even get into relationships. Uh, I've been in relationships. In fact, before my wife left me when I was married, we used to sit around. We would look at each other and, and be like, "What are we doing in this relationship? Like, what? Are, why are we even in this?" And I could never figure it out. I mean. <laughs> What is it, you know? But uh, as I get older, you know, I learn a little bit more and the mystery unravels a little bit, but there's always more to learn. And, you know, recently I had the great honor, Ralph uh, Valenkius Jr., he invited, he actually invited me to be the best friend at the wedding. So, um... Yeah, so he's talking about his own personal experience and all that, and uh, that bombshell that he's the uh, the best friend. I think he put yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's that's news to me. Yeah, because I, I remember. I don't know if I dreamt this, but you gave me a bottle of uh, Blue Label. Yes, which Quality I drank rate. the whole bottle when my cat died. Um, that was a fun night, and I, as far as I knew, I was the best man friend. Best friend, the best yeah, friend, best yeah. friend for our, um, Ralph Vilecki, uh Vileko. Yeah, he Vileko. really, if you're a best friend, he really nailed your well, name, yeah, but what right. do we know? He's, he's the, expert. the expert. You know what, maybe I've been saying my name wrong this he, whole time. He's the expert, so. So, um, yeah, so, um, I, I brought that to my fiance. I said, hey, by the way, um, uh, Randy. Dan's out, Randy's in. Randy's in, and she goes, Rand, the, the baseball guy from your, 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 your stupid show? And then did you, you, you must have told her, hey, don't talk about Randy fastball like that. No, um, I, see that kind of happened later. Um, I took his advice actually to heart, and you're gonna see that um, uh, Randy, Randy's right. I think my fiance might be wrong in her handling of his advice. Um, let's go to the next. Clip. All right, we're gonna go to the next clip of Randy fastball and his advice on relationships. So, you know, I'm writing the best friend speech, so I've been thinking a lot about relationships here's the one thing i'll tell you i can't you know look it's a big mystery guys right 
but here's the thing. Here's what I'll tell you. You have to speak clearly when you're speaking to your wife, and you have to set clear expectations. You know, when I come home, things need to be uh, in a certain way at the house, you know, and it's not too hard. We can put a list. If you can't remember, we'll put a list together. We'll put it on the fridge. And um, so, yeah, Randy, uh, uh, I went to my fiance and I go, look, um, you know, I'm trying to establish myself. I'm the man. Like we said, I'm yeah. protecting the house, you know, keeping you out. And Alpha. Whatever. And I'm like, you know, we, we I, I expect things are done a certain way. She does that thing. She's, you know, she looks up for me from her housewives or whatever she's watching. And she goes, puts her drink down. Ex- excuse me. I'm like, well, I, I want the house clean. And she goes, then put your dishes away, asshole. <laughs> Did you put your dishes away? Well, um, I said, well, I'm going to add it to the list. And she goes, oh, there's a list. That's exactly what I said. There's a list now? And I'm like, yeah, Randy um, Randy uh, w- wants the, a list. And she goes, again, the, the radio guy? You're, you're t- this has been working for a while, and now we need a list. And I said, listen, I, I, I expect things done a certain way when I get home, and I'm, I'm putting my foot, foot down. And she just goes, sure, sure, Ralph, all right. And just unpauses housewives. Um so I, I think I'm I'm making progress. You're making good progress making with progress. Randy's advice and with your, Randy's your advice. long-lasting relationship yeah, with yeah. your soon-to-be wife. He's got some more tips uh, that we need to get to. So let, let's let's go uh, to the next. Let's part. see what he has to say. And remind you. So when you're looking at the fridge, waiting for me to come home. By the way, you better not be eating because we talked about this. I like your figure to look, you know, a certain way. And and this is when things may have turned. Uh, uh, turn for well, um, I I said uh, you know I want a list. I, she, I'm like unpause that now. Again, casually unpause it. Looks at me and she goes, "Yes, Ralph." Wouldn't you mean for her to pause it, not unpause it, or unpause the original unpause? I'm not a bright man, Dan. That's right? fair. I'm you should a... make a list. <laughs> should make a list. Schindler's. <laughs> she, she makes a list for me. Helpful hints. <laughs> yeah. All right. So go. On. So um, I go and and I don't want you eating, and. Uh, I look at her. You just said, I don't want you eating. I don't want like you at eating all. when I come home. <laughs> okay. Now, let me paint the scene. On my side, with the plates and everything, there's some wrappers. From, what kind uh, of wrappers? Well, Burger King had a sourdough um Oh, the uh, sourdough burger, king. Which um, I'm actually eating right now. Yes, yes you are. They're delicious. I, I'm a big Burger King fan. She turns to me and she goes, last time we went to Burger King, you... um." You said, let's beat my patty count. <laughs> Dan, you know what a patty count is, I right? I believe the patty count is is the accumulative total of the amount of patties you eat. So if you have two double cheeseburgers, you had four. four patties. Uh, your patty count was four. How many patties is my record, Dan? Nine. Nine is my record. My fiance was telling me about the patty count while she was in her Orange Theory workout gear. <laughs> So she can tone up for the wedding. Well, I was in my extra large um, sweat uh, sweatpants <laughs> because my large no longer fit. <laughs> so you're doing everything you can to not get toned up for the wedding. While she is busting her ass. We're going to have to get you one of those tuxedo shirts for the wedding. <laughs> so she goes, 
you with your patty count. <laughs> At this point, she's like laughing now. Like, is this real? This is. She's like, you're 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 actually going to use this guy's advice so against patty me. Patty count is going to tell me not to eat. Yes. And I'm like, I, I want things a certain way. I'm now, now I'm panicking. <laughs> My voice is quivering, and I'm realizing that I may not be the alpha dog I thought I was. Yeah, you're more like a neutered puppy. A little bit of a neutered puppy. <laughs> and she goes, all right, Ralph, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, uh, again, I'll put that back in the brain while... Yeah, um, the idea to me of you telling anyone how they should eat when I you'd like would leave my house and you'd be like I passed a Burger King and an Arby's on the way home I hope you know while you were saying this I just scooped up some of the sourdough sauce off the table <laughs> and, and it. put it in my gullet <laughs> yeah I think um I, I I think that you don't necessarily have the uh the ground to stand on I, I think Randy's advice may have actually been flipped I think he actually, she should be telling you I think he meant to give that advice to my fiance say for me because um i may need a little work yeah well i'm glad that you were the um you were the one experimenting with this um idea because um i i'm trying yeah i mean i'll, I'll do it at some point but i just don't, i i feel like mine will end with shut the fuck up dan and that'll be the end of it yeah my my fiance uh she's a good egg she uh she's all right she puts up with a lot but um randy had a few other tips we're going to let's get to those and see how those went. All right. On to Randy's next tips for you and your long-lasting relationship. You know, you know what you need to start doing. You get some things ready. You get my drink ready. You know, I like to have eight or nine drinks after work. And you get cooking stuff ready. You know, I don't like Italian food. So don't even try to make lasagna. Just a couple hot dogs, mashed potatoes. Uh, get the Mets game going. I don't want the TV off when I come in the door. You know. Um. So yeah, eight or nine beers. I mean, I think that that's so too much many, to ask. Again, I feel like this may be geared towards your fiance with the eight or nine drinks. Well, um, here's the thing. Last time we went out drinking, do you remember how many drinks I had? I had like two or three. Yeah, do that was you, last night. <laughs> okay, the last time we went out drinking, yes, yes, drinking, yes. Do you remember where I had to ask you to pull off the side of the road because I was projectile vomiting <laughs> and holding in my um, bowels. bowels at the same time? That was from um, two um, Bahama Bay breezes. <laughs> where were we that night? Hey, I, did, I think it was uh, Thanksgiving Eve. I remember that. Oh, I was the one that had to do that. You drove. What did you say yourself for? That was the night before Thanksgiving when I drank entirely too much and I made you pull over and I was just ripping ass into your car while puking at the side. So, uh, Dan, do you know that thing about yes and in radio where when you're going with something, you just... We're not on radio yet. So, uh, <laughs> um, I was using your story. Dumbass. I'm not letting you take my story. I want to be an embarrassment to myself and my own family. You just ripped your shirt <laughs> off and threw a hissy fit about a guy with a 6.8 ERA. I've been mad about much lesser things than that. So, um, now the but other yes, I I do tend to get um I do tend to get drunk after one or two beers. So, um, eight or nine may be a, a little a little steep, excessive. A little so, for me. um, now as far as the dinner proposition, when you come home 
I totally understand wanting uh, a nice warm meal. Now, my, my my lovely girlfriend is nice enough to she always makes sure that dinner is ready. But that's also because she gets home about two and a half hours before me. But um, I love Italian food, so I think I, I think I, this I, is the one thing I'm not going to agree with Randy Fastball on. As much as I love hot dogs and mashed potatoes, I would love a good lasagna, some pasta, some Italian. I didn't food. know getting married meant I couldn't eat lasagna anymore. It's Garfield's favorite food. It's good enough for him. Why not me? Uh, yeah, well, Garfield is a woman. Oh. Yeah, you heard that, right? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So, did he have a list? <laughs> he had eight or nine drinks first. Um, <laughs> so, let, um, but, so did you try out this dinner um, proposition? Well, so here's the thing. Um, as you could tell, it's not really going well. And I, I your health or your life? <laughs> everything. Okay. Um, as a way to say sorry, I um I, I, I cooked dinner. What'd you cook? Hot dogs and mashed potatoes. Hot dogs and mashed potatoes. Or lasagna with hot dogs lasagna. in it. Hot dog. <laughs> and then I ooh, and hot then dog lasagna might be recipe I think, show. I think I'm in recipe, recipe show. show. Um, you cook, I'll eat. You cook, I'll eat. <laughs> what was the show I called yesterday? You watch, I watch. Yeah, you watch, I watch. Uh, <laughs> you watch, you listen. <laughs> watch, you listen. Guest spot. Um, and then they take that and make it into ice cream. <laughs> I um, I made um, what did I make? Some sort of was it beef. Italian it like food? No, it was like a beef. I would rice like thing. to when we have um another live one with Randy Fastball. I really would like to debate with him the merits of Italian food. The thing is, the guy is lightning sharp. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard. To, but maybe that's what I need. I need to hear that little that little bit of quickness about the Italian food. I can't believe you took I, I stole your story so effortlessly, and then. Stupid you goes. Oh, well, at, at first, I well, no, I'm not. I'm gonna trample over you. Um, I thought it was your story at first, but I was thinking, like, when did that happen? And then I was like, that was I me. I'm you honestly, silly I, couldn't, goose. I couldn't think of a time where I threw up, but I do throw up quite easily from dude. Drinks, okay, so. I got a time you threw up before we get back to Randy's advice. All right, this was um, I forgot whose party it was, but this <laughs> this dumb asshole is drunk, and then he we're outside, we're all having a smoke, and he goes to. Um, our friend Dr. Bob Roberts of Dr. Bob Roberts in Foot and Souls. Um, check out drbobroberts.com. He offers him a cigarette. Ralph takes a cigarette, and instead of putting it in his mouth and smoking it, he decided to eat the cigarette. From there, yes. he, he stumbled away, coughing up, and then he puked all over like a dumb asshole. Yeah, this was um, this was a long time ago, right? This was like four months ago. Yeah, yeah. It happens. <laughs> so now that we know, um, we if your your significant other should not have Italian food for you, she should have Mets game ready to go. The, um, did you, Mets. Did you have that ready? Did you, did uh, your fiance have Mets ready to go? Um, or was it just Housewives? Well, I watched the Housewives with her. Which one? Uh, New York. Bethany. Oh, Bethany and Ramona have a lot of. All right, drama. I I can't anymore. I don't care. <laughs> Shut up. Um. So the night the night took a it took a turn. Okay, and because you ended up cooking because you had to apologize because Randy's yeah. advice. Maybe you're not man enough to handle Randy's advice. I think I I have to like come to grips with my own manhood to try this. Um, and also because like I said, I do have a, a beautiful dinner ready to go every night for me when I get home. You earned um, it. I I wouldn't even say that. I just think I am. Um, if I'm, if she doesn't make it for you, you probably will just starve. No, you will just I, sit there until you're hungry. I'll just make some waffles. <laughs> <laughs> a very healthy dinner. Um, no, I'm very lucky in that regard. And Mets game is always ready to go. Mets game um, is ready. So I have one up on you on there. Um, do we have? Is, is that it from Randy? Or? I think we got a little more. Let's go. All right. So here is the close off of Randy Fastball and his relationship advice. 
you know, reinforce good behaviors. When she does something good, you know, give her a little something, something. You know what I mean? Uh, buy her something nice. Get her, a, get her some uh, Nestle candy bars or something. You know, women love that stuff. They love chocolate. They love if you pick them a flower. You don't even have to buy flowers. You just can pick it. Wow. Um, I got to say, uh, the advice about, you know, give her a little something, something. Uh, did you get your fiance some Nestle's chocolate? Well, so, yeah. I, what um, kind of candy bar did I got you get her, her a Hershey's Gold, which is my personal that favorite. That is a very good. I love Hershey's Gold. And um, I came back. It's also not Nestle. So, you know, I Ooh, think that might have been the problem. I went been, with Hershey's. Yeah. But um, I walk up to her. And I pull up, um, it's just turning summer here, um, or I guess spring, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're finally getting, like, some flowers in bloom. And I got her some uh, daffodils. Okay. Um, you know, very healthy, romantic flower. You picked them from someone's yard? I picked them from, yeah, just uh, the guy, um, apartment next to mine, has a little garden. <laughs> Was he happy about that? He didn't see. Um, yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, there's roots. There were roots. <laughs> and so I open the door, and I just, in one hand, give her the candy bar. And the other, with the mud and the, you know, dirt falling on our white carpet, <laughs> hand her the daffodils. She looks at this, and I go, you know, with my voice quivering, a little, some, some, little, some, some, little, some, some. And she goes, so I need to watch my figure. <laughs> and you're getting me ch- And you know me. Patty count over here doesn't get the, hey, serving for one. I get the, you know. Serving for a small family. Yep. She and goes, I don't like chocolate. It's bad for you. And you just told me I need to wash my figure. Wash, wash my it? Figure. Wash my <laughs> it's figure. a different conversation. Well, I'm going to be washing the, uh, <laughs> the carpet. She goes, <laughs> she goes, what are you doing? She literally goes, what's this about? Well, I think we can all agree that um, when, you, when you fuck up, I call them fuck up flowers. Every time I fuck up, you get flowers, you get some candy, you get them their favorite drinks, mm-hmm. you take them to dinner. Um, I think Randy Fastball really hit the nail on the head there. You get them some Nestle's chocolate. I think I'm not doing something. Yeah, right. I, I think, think I'm taking his advice. I think we need, you need to have like a one-on-one um, therapy session with Randy Fastball because you are a lost soul. Well... Let's uh let's go to the last clip and um kind of wraps it up with a kind of a general, you know, topic. Absolutely. And here is the end of Randy Fastball. And a lot of the other stuff, Ralph, I'm speaking to you right now, bud, cuz you're <laughs> you know, you're about to tie the knot. It's like, bro, you're jumping into quicksand here and uh your buddies aren't going to be around to pull you out once you're married. So, you got to learn to pull out on your own. And that's another thing is if the more you pull out, uh, I think just the better off you're going to be, you know, keep pulling out, keep being patient, keep setting those clear expectations. And Ralph, I can't wait to be the best friend at your wedding, man. This is a great honor for me. Um, you know, I, I wasn't surprised that you asked me. Uh, I can't say that I was shocked because look, you know, I'm the best man for the job. So listen, after you get married, if you want to call me, um, don't don't call me but you can text me i usually respond better to text if you're having problems man just shoot me a text because i'm here i'm gonna be here i'm gonna text you back within 24 hours uh unless it's a saturday or sunday and then i'll probably get back to you the following business day but it's just gonna be great and relationships it's a big mystery nobody knows what it is but you know i'm happy to speak on it guys great show today thanks for having me on i appreciate it well um, I got to say, Randy really hit the nail on the head here. I don't know if Ralph is really um, squaring up and driving the ball very well. I, um, I texted him. I texted him for advice, like he said. 
And uh, that was okay. three days ago. Well, it hasn't been. It's the weekend. That was Friday, wasn't it? Um, no, it was uh, three um, business days ago. So, but technically, uh, I guess if you texted him after business hours, um, yeah, yeah, I, um, he operates I like needed, the U.S. Postal Service. I, I needed him then. Well, hopefully he'll get back to you by Monday, so you can maybe figure this out. Can, can, um, I, can I can I sleep in the studio tonight? No, I'm, you can't. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I I don't think I'm. I'd rather a bum sleep in here than you. Well, it, what's yeah, the I'm very close to um, it. So uh, again, thank you, Randy Fastball. He will be live with us next week. Um, if you have any questions for Randy Fastball, please feel free to send them in a message, a comment, anything, anything like and that. everything. The man is brilliant so that is gonna wrap up episode two of you watch i listen again our recommendations for movie this week is the wrestler starring mickey rourke the album i'll be listening to is the hold steady boys and girls in america uh, next week we will have a very special guest justin grohowski grow how know how um and some more advice from randy fastball ralph it's taylor ham it's not pork pork roll and if you've never had Taylor Ham, I highly recommend it. Order it online from a Taylor Ham manufacturer, from a Taylor Ham Emporium. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, comment, share, subscribe, send questions, advice. Thanks for listening, guys. The Mets. The Mets.